You are now listening to Awaken You with Shelly Bond. Welcome to my show where we explore ourselves. We talk about growth, healing, breath, life, yoga, failures and successes, intuition, inspiration, fears, manifestation, books, writing, motivation, food, parenting, inner child work, mindfulness. What are your thoughts? My love for healing with energy work, learning how to love myself, forgive myself, and know my own self-worth. I have a deep well inside to hold space and connect with women. And I have learned that awakening is for us all, especially for those of us who think that it's not. Waking up to our life's flaws and all is possible because my friends, life is a practice. It's not a perfect. Hello, my lovely sisters, and welcome to a brand new episode of Awaken You with Shelly Bond. I'm actually sitting here in my recording space with my creepy son (laughs) to the left of me. He's in a dark mood with his hood up because he really wants a lizard. And we already have so much going on in our lives. We have three kids two dogs, we homeschool. And he wants a bearded dragon. Milo, why do you want a bearded dragon so much? They're cool. He thinks they're cool. They creep me out. It creeps me out to think of a little lizard in a tank and a thing. But I have been giving Milo the opportunity to research and do a paper and come up with a lot of things about to support why he wants a bearded dragon. And I also think that they could be very aggressive creatures, and Milo is suggesting otherwise. So I am, again, giving him an opportunity to do what, Milo? I already gave you the information. He already gave me the information, but in a very rough draft form, I'm roughed draft form. I'm looking for a more polished version. Oh my, these are the things, these are the days that are happening in my life. And I am sitting here and doing my best to work through distractions of life, which is right, one of my mantras, working through distractions. And I have some great, exciting news that I am taking my 300 hour extended teacher training, yoga teacher training. I've been thinking about it for a few years now, but just everything has kind of like been in the way, right? And I just keep feeling this calling. And right, I think that when we feel callings, that it's up to us to take action or not. And if we don't, then right, it'll slip through the cracks. So this time, I have been doing a lot of online research. I even looked into the space where I took my 200 hour, which is more of an in-person and I now live like an hour and 15 minutes away from that studio. And it just feels like with life and summer coming up that it would be awesome that it is going to be awesome. I found this training Kavaya. I think it's Kavaya yoga. And it's this woman, she's known as the yoga doctor, but she's super spiritual and amazing and has this really incredible program. And what she offers is it's at your own pace. So I can take the classes at my own leisure, but you also connect with them. You take videos of yourself teaching so they can give you feedback 
feedback and input and yeah, it's, ah, it's exciting. And I've spent like the last two weeks off and on creeping out, like looking and researching. And I mean, I found like a bunch of different places that were super duper expensive and that you had to show up at a certain time and be there. And I just feel like one of the many blessings that the pandemic has brought us is there's so many things that are online and even having like an online career as a yoga instructor or an online career as I also do energy work that I know that all of this that I'm putting out is all a part of my journey and I'm just showing up for it even though it's scary, right? It's scary and exciting. I just uh, already took my first like part of my it's not even my module one, but it's just like the introduction of the course. And it's exciting. I love growing and I love learning. And it's crazy because I actually haven't taken a training in like four years, like a proper full training in four years. I've taken like little online courses and read a crap ton of books, like some like many self-help books and memoirs. I actually started reading memoirs because along this journey, I also am, I'm writing my memoir and that's one of my summer goals. And so I think that that is like a big thing to ask ourselves is what are our goals for ourselves this summer? And so I wrote my list and the top thing on my list was to take my 300 hour teacher training and to write my memoir, to finish my memoir. It has, I have 167 pages of like the second draft. So yeah, those are some of my goals. And then also to go on camper trips and camp with my kids. And this is exciting too, is that I have been teaching online classes on, it used to be Yoga Bliss with Shelly, but it's now Awaken You Healing Center with Shelly that I'm very excited about. But I have just been feeling this calling also to teach in my community. So I had this idea because I'm trying to think of it. it was when Jack was a baby, like seven and a half years ago, I took my very first yoga class in the botanical gardens in this beautiful like gardening park in Steamboat Springs in the mountains. And it was so beautiful. And ever since that time, I have always wanted to teach yoga in the park. So I reached out to the place where my kids play all of their sports through the rec and I put it out into the universe and it was so interesting. I had to actually make a resume and have like an interview <laughs> to do it, which is something I haven't done in like many moons. I can't even tell you like 10, 15 years. I haven't had a freaking job interview and it was really intimidating to actually put together a resume of like all of my things because my resume has significantly shifted, right? I did hair for 14 years and I had all of this experience in that and then I've been a yoga instructor and I only taught like in a studio for maybe three months. I, I taught baby and me yoga, but everything else has been more on, on me. Like I've been teaching online yoga on the yoga bliss, but which is great because that gave me experience. And now I'm going to teach a weekend summer yoga in the park in Estes Park in the mountains. I mean... Oh, the many distractions. I had to kick my son out of my recording space. He's just like touching everything. It's so interesting, right? 
it's like this path that I'm on. And yeah, part of my path and everything that I'm doing is being a mom. And part of me showing up as a better mom is I have to do the things or I get to do the things that like light me up, the things that bring me joy, the things that I need to do for myself. And even though this is like, I think work, quote unquote, it's not, I love showing up here. I love being in this space. It's like, it's something that I know is like part of my journey and my kids don't always understand that. And I think as parents, we get so suckered into our kids and everything it is that they want to do. Just like my son has been on this kick where he wants this bearded dragon lizard and he really wants it. And he's been freaking asking me like every 10 minutes freaking for like the past two weeks and all he can talk about. And he rented books from the library. And I mean, it's just like, ah, that's what he wants, which I understand. I remember being a kid and wanting things like that so badly, but also again, like I was saying in the beginning of this, that like, he doesn't understand that we already have so many freaking things. We have this huge house to take care of and clean. We already have, we have two dogs and next week we're getting our dog groomed and neutered. Like that's a big project and a big expense that we're putting out. And this is exciting though, because it's actually, uh, I will back it up a little bit. So hold on one moment. It's the constant interruption. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, so the story I was going to tell you was, let's see, about three weeks ago, my sister's puppy, who is a puppy, she's like a Australian Labradoodle, a mini, and she's tiny, winesy, winesy. I think she weighs like 18 pounds. And we had a false alarm that this dog also, let's back up a little bit, is a guardian dog, which means my sister is her guardian. And part of the stipulation in the contract that she signed was that the breeder gets to breed her dog three times. And if her dog, her dog is Gidget, gets pregnant, then she will be fined $10,000 because this is a dog that's like a $3,400 breed and she's very special breed. Like I think Australian Labradoodle. Yeah. She's like a lab, a cocker spaniel and a doodle and she's freaking adorable. And we thought that my dog, Jasper, who is, he's a little over a year. He's a part golden, part doodle, golden doodle. He's so freaking cute. He's huge, like 80 pounds. So 80 pounds and this 18 pound dog that we thought that he might have gotten her pregnant. Her nipples like got all swollen and she was just acting really lethargic and she had had a heat cycle. And my sister told the breeder and the breeder told her to bring her in and she brought her in. And the breeder has this like, it's not like old school, but it's just like a technology ultrasound that's through her iPad. And she suspected she saw a puppy in Jenny's dog's belly. And my sister had a freaking meltdown. Like, oh my gosh, because the breeder said that she was going to have to take care of it. The puppies that we were going to have to let her have the puppies and then raise the puppies, not raise them, but have the puppies until they're eight weeks old. And there's a lot to it, like a lot to birthing puppies and making sure puppies are healthy and then finding homes, suitable homes that are not like psychopaths trying to like drown puppies or do animal testing on them. And my sister was like in disarray and 
everyone was like really mad at Jasper. Like, oh my gosh, Jasper got her pregnant. But it was so funny because we actually were together when her dog was in heat, but we were so diligent. Like either her dog was in the kennel when Jasper was outside on a leash, like tethered outside, or Jasper was inside in the kennel while she was out. And like, we were very diligent, diligent, is that a word? Diligent. (laughs) That we did not let the puppies get together. However, this, the breeder thought that there was pup, like she thought she saw a puppy and my sister was just freaking beside herself. She had all these plans. It was her son's birthday. She was having this reunion party and all these things. And she was just like, oh, I can't deal with it. And, and then Jasper, oh, Jasper, he's my golden doodle. I think he became like the, the black sheep. Everyone's like, oh, that Jasper always humping everything. And long story short, the breeder sends a vet over to my sister's house. And within a matter of like 90 seconds, she said maybe 60 seconds, he gets out his ultrasound machine, swipes around and he's like, this dog is not pregnant. Nope. This puppy is not pregnant. She's a puppy. There's no way she's pregnant. Like there's no puppies in there and saying that sometimes dogs can have these phantom pregnancies. And that's maybe what it was, why her nipples were all swollen and she was extra lethargic. And It was really interesting because prior to this, my sister's neighbor actually also has a golden doodle. And we had talked about breeding my dog Jasper with her dog, Simone. And Simone is, it's like there's an F1 and an F2. I think Jasper, I think is the F2 because his mom is a golden retriever. His dad is the doodle. And then Simone is an F2 where it's like, her mom is golden doodle and then her dad is a doodle, a poodle. So it's like extra doodle, like she's way curlier. And so we had talked about earlier, like breeding our dogs because my girlfriend, my sister's neighbor, who's now a friend of mine, a family friend had these like amazing memories of being a child and she wanted to breed her dog and then have puppies. And so we had talked about it, but then all of this, like, ball, this like phantom pregnancy, like brought up all these things and everyone's like afraid of Jasper, like Jasper, even though Jasper didn't get my sister's dog pregnant in the first place. There was this like crazy, annoying thing. And then my sister, my other sister, I was telling her that we were still planning on breeding Jasper with a neighbor dog um, before we got him neutered, which is getting neutered next Wednesday. And she would just kind of like... I just think that is so irresponsible because I'm sure that there's people out there who are breeders and we're not trying to be irresponsible. Like women have been having babies. People, I mean, animals have babies. Like people have their puppies breed and make puppies, but we're not doing this as like a a breeding rights kind of thing, like show dog kind of thing. We're doing it. This is more of like a kind of like a life calling. Like she's feeling, this friend of mine is feeling this calling to breed and have puppies. And she has such a good heart. She's an amazing woman and I completely trust her. And I'm sure that there will be all sorts of opinions, just like my sister who was giving me so much guff about it. But this was like a responsible planned thing. Like we planned this out, like the other one we didn't plan and it was a little scary, but hello, that didn't even happen. It was like this weird, like false alarm. And it was so interesting. Like we've tried to breed our dogs together for like, I don't know, like three times we tried to breed the dogs and her dog Simone was in heat for like the first weekend when she was around Jasper. She just kept going, 
and she would snip at him and then she'd turn her head to the side like get off me get off me no thank you no no and Jasper would keep trying to do his business and and then he was just like meh okay fine and then another time we got together and it was kind of like the same thing and then another time we got together and she was like full on in heat bleeding and we were just in town for a little bit like in between a camper trip with the kids and picking up the camper and we had like 40 minutes. So I dropped Jasper off because luckily her house was really close to where I was picking up the camper. And I got back from picking up the camper and hitching it up with my brother-in-law. And my girlfriend was like, well, Jasper keeps like humping her, but there's been no tying off. And this is something I learned is that dogs, like when they're breeding, like they will do their doggy style business. And then the male will step over one of his hind legs. And then they legitimately do this thing called tying off where the penis and the balls of the big dog goes inside of the female dog's vagina and like stays there. And they are butt to butt tied off and you're not supposed to like pull them apart. You could hurt them. And it happened and the dogs tied off and I was there for it. And even my kids were and Milo said, oh my gosh, mom, I can't even believe that I was a part of this, that I saw this. And it was so interesting. They were just standing there. I thought there would be a little bit more emotion, like humping action happening, but they were just like butt to butt (laughs) panting and they tied off. And so as of now, Simone is probably what, like a week pregnant with puppies. And we figured it out. I think dogs are pregnant for 68 days and she would be due. Like, I think it was like the 26th of June. So we could be having puppies. Me, me and my, my friend were like, oh my gosh, grand puppies. We were so excited. <laughs> and like, oh my gosh. And I just trust too that like with this puppies, like if she got pregnant with a litter or not. I know that all of these puppies will find the most perfect home. And again, like with all of the judgments of like the not having the breeding and the papers and the things like I bought my dog for, he was $2,000 and he does not have any papers. And my girlfriend bought her dog for $2,300 and she doesn't have papers. Like they're unpapers dogs, unpapered dogs. Is that the right thing? And I personally, I think that that is completely fine. Like I think there is, yes, this realm of like dog breeding and I think that's amazing and I send love and respect to dog breeders. And I also think that it's okay for people who want to do things like in their own creative way. Like if you want to breed a dog on your own and like I've had, I have another soul sister who has bred dogs of her own and the dogs are just like so instinctive and they like know what to do. And she found puppies all of the right homes and again it's just like everything aligns the way that it needs to and yeah it's just it's an interesting adventure and I don't even know why I was sharing that with you but yeah that's just my story with Jasper and Jasper's getting ready to be neutered next week so he got to have one big shrah oh and where I was going was that my son was like being so pouty. He is being so freaking pouty about the freaking lizard. I'm like, oh my gosh, buddy, you don't realize we have so many things happening already in our house, in our life. And I just signed up for my yoga teacher training. Summer's coming up. Like we're going to be doing summery things. I'm going to be teaching classes like a lizard. And then I had this like vision of a lizard climbing up my freaking head when I was sleeping at night. And that gave me the heebie-jeebies. And yeah, I don't like that. And I know that there's like this part of me that's like, okay, just let him get the freaking lizard. 
He wants the lizard, but I don't want to have to take care of the lizard. Like any mom will resonate with me that I already have a million things on my freaking list of things to do. Like, and one of them is finishing my memoir. Like that is a huge on its own, a huge project, but I am this multifaceted person. And I really do believe in like that I can do everything that I want to do, that I don't have to just pick one thing because I always used to think that I had to just pick one thing. Or it's like that those thoughts of like, I can only be a stay-at-home mom or I can only be like when I used to do hair, I could only be this really good hairstylist or I could only be a really good yoga instructor. I believe that my sisters, that in life, that we can be and do all of the things that we want to do, that we can have an incredible spiritual practice. and this is something I'm getting so inspired as I'm getting back into like my extended yoga teacher training is that like being a spiritual person is like part of like how we live our life. Right. And it's like, even this yoga teacher training, a lot of people you think that, or I thought that I was going to yoga teacher training back four years ago to get my 200 hour to learn how to teach a yoga class. But Think of it like a pie and asana, which is the movement portion, is like one eighth of the pie. And then there's these other seven slices of like spiritual practices, right? Mantras, meditation, like meditation is really what the asana portion of yoga was created for because, right, our minds are so freaking busy and they created all these yoga poses and found out that they have all these amazing healing benefits of the actual physical body. And they also help calm and soothe the mind. So you kind of get yourself like tired up, you get yourself moving downward dog, all the poses and things. And then you can allow yourself to find a seated position. And then you're like, Hmm, then now you can give yourself permission to sit with yourself. So I'm really like looking forward to this teacher training and seeing all that it has to offer. I actually am like, I have on my computer, like pulled up my curriculum and it's pretty cool. All of these classes that I get to take these modules and things. And yeah, it's fun. And who's to say like, I'm getting ready to turn 39 on June 10th, which is like a month and a little bit away, like a month and a week away, a month and 10 days. And who's to say that just because you are a certain age, it doesn't mean that you can't do the things, which I think a lot of us have this misperception. It's like, oh, I've lost the boat on that one. And I actually read this awesome blog. I actually also blog for this really incredible space called the We Spot. And it's like this community of women. And we blog and then share it. And it's one of my like dear soul sisters. And I actually did her hair for like my entire hair career. And she's just amazing. And she wrote all about like not waiting for when, which is so interesting because I also just made a video for Awaken You Healing Center on my YouTube channel about like not waiting until when. And she was, it was just so beautiful. It was like, stop waiting for when. Like people are like, I'll do it when my kids grow up. And then now her kids have grown up are like growing up and then kids are leaving. It's like, and then you feel like you're lost. I think that's, you know, a lot of mamas do that. Like if you were a stay at home mama and then your kids leave and you're like, what do I do? I'm lost here. Right. Or we're like, I'll do it when summer comes or I'll do it when I'm feeling better. I'll do it next month. I'll do it. Blah, blah. When, when, whatever your when is, we all have a when, right? We all have the when. And the when is 
procrastination because I think that a lot of us get so overwhelmed with the thought of doing something new and we think that we can't because we have these self-limiting beliefs. And I've really learned, my sisters, that to counter like anxiety and overwhelm, like stopping you, what's stopping you, what's making you procrastinate over and over, that you have to just start freaking now. Like with this yoga teacher training, I kept reading and looking through it and looking through it. And then I was kind of waiting for my husband's permission because, you know, it's an investment, but still it's like a third of the cost of what I paid for my first teacher training because it's online, which is amazing. She was giving a 50% off discount. And then I decided, you know what? I have my business Awaken You Malas and I can pay for it myself. I don't have to wait for my husband to say, oh, it's okay. And it's not like I have to get the A-OK for him. But right, you're spending a big chunk of money. You want to like cross paths with your spouse, like let them know what you're spending money on. But I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm putting the vibe out that I'm creating and connecting with women which doing some with doing something that I love, like creating malas, energetic pieces of jewelry that help heal in everyday life, help with everyday anxiety, help with focus, right? I feel like that is like one of the main things that we struggle with as as women in this world, as humans on this planet is focus because there's so much like trying to push and pull us everywhere. Like I was finding myself this morning, Fridays are like my work day because I homeschool my kids all week. And then I just kept finding myself, I had my to-do list, but between my computer and my phone, and I was like going to look and sign up for these different things. And I forgot my password and then I'd head into my email and then the email would suck me in. And then I would be checking other emails. And then I would be like, oh, I need to order this for my house. Or, oh, I need to order, like I did a new order of crystals and stones. And I'm not kidding you, three times I got sucked out of that order because I was like going back, I was checking my emails and checking my messages about what healing properties I needed. But in the meanwhile of doing that, then like notifications and things popped up on my phone and it took me like hours to make my order of my crystals and my stones because of all of the distractions. So I really want to encourage you, my friends, to like shut off your notifications on your phone. And like even me, like I'm learning that I have to like keep my phone away from me when I'm doing my computer work because if it's by me, then it's like, oh, I need to post to my social media or I need to check my Etsy shop or whatever it is, even if it's business related, that things can like detour us. And I've been lifting, I've been lifting, no, I've been listening to Paradigm, I think it's Paradigm Shift, I'm double checking. It's this amazing interview with Bob Proctor that I've been listening to for probably the past three weeks now, and it's called Change Your Paradigm, Change Your Life, and it's by Bob Proctor with Dan Strusel, and the whole premise of this it's like an interview that I'm listening to. He talks about our paradigm is our set beliefs and thoughts about our life and ourself. And it is legitimately why we are where we are today. Like the reason that our bank account or that we make this certain amount of money is because we have fixed beliefs on the amount of money that we are allowed to make. Um, we have fixed beliefs on like vacations that we can take. We have fixed beliefs on everything. We have fixed beliefs on our religion or spiritual practice. We're very fixed people. We are like these creatures who 
weirdly stay in these paradigm boxes. And this whole book is like talking about shifting and expanding and changing your paradigm about yourself, right? So if you think that you're not capable of doing something, then you'll never be able to do that thing. But if you can open up, right, to these like possibilities of doing something different, like being almost 39, here I am again, taking my 300 hour yoga teacher training. I remember when I was 30, how was I? Th- I was 34. I was like, yeah, early 34. Or was I 33? One of the two. And I remember I was so freaking terrified. And I thought, I can't do this. Who am I to do this? And then I just had so much encouragement. And I have been on this path of like personal growth. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to freaking do it. And I'm not going to care what anyone thinks or what my inner critic is telling me. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to be open to shifting and growing and expanding my fucking paradigm. And here I am. Right. And since then, like in those years, like I got the confidence to write a book. I wrote a book, Awaken You from Pain to Healing, A Woman's Way of Waking Up to Her Life. I have steadily had this channel on YouTube that used to be called Yoga Bliss with Shelly, where I would focus on yoga and meditation practices. And recently I have just made this shift because I have this like deeper dream. This is me also shifting my paradigm is that I can choose to bring my dreams to fruition of having a healing center. But instead of waiting for the healing center, I'm creating it here. So the space I've created on YouTube, Awaken You Healing Center with Shelly. I'm also just like sharing the knowledge and the wisdom that I've gained. And also still like I have all of my yoga classes and meditation practices. I've just kind of switched gears a little bit, but I'm still going to be sharing those yoga classes. And I know even more so now that I am taking this teacher training, I do remember my first 200 hour teacher training and it was so inspiring and uplifting. And I think it's just what I need, right? It's like the boost of confidence that I've needed or just like the boost of information and knowledge. And this is something too that Bob Proctor was sharing in the book that I was telling you, the paradigm shifting, like change your paradigm, change your life. That we the there's this like false perception going around especially in the self-help field that knowledge is power that knowledge will make you powerful and it's not true because knowledge is not power knowledge can totally fuck us like it can make it even worse off because especially if there's like a false pretense out there and we take that belief on as our own and it's not even true right that can completely hinder us in our path and in our life. But if we can be open to knowing that like knowledge is like ever changing and ever shifting and that the knowledge that we have actually already built within ourselves is like beyond enough knowledge that we need. But a lot of us, we shut that down. We have like hindered our intuition. Like we have this thing in our brain and like the legitimate physical brain called a pineal gland. It's like at the center, you can like look it up. Most of us though, our pineal gland has been calcified because of fluoride, right? It's in like everything. Like you go to brush your teeth, most toothpastes, unless you're very mindful, have fluoride in them. You go to the dentist, they put fluoride treatment on your teeth, unless you are very mindful and you're like, oh my gosh, fluoride. Ah, it's calcifying my pineal gland. Your pineal gland from like ancient texts has been said to be your space, your base center of intuition. Like that's 
the part of your physical brain that allows you to connect to your spiritual heart, to your spiritual self, to the ethers, and like listen to your heart self, like listen to your intuition. But right, like I was talking about earlier, is that our focus is just like, even mine, like, ah, it's like spiderwebbed. It's like in so many fucking directions. It's just like, ah, it's blasted out there. So for us, my friends, to like take back our intuition, to allow ourselves permission to listen to ourselves. Like we need to be mindful of things like Reddit, like we were talking about brushing your teeth, make sure your toothpaste, look for it, fluoride free toothpaste. You can find it. There's many different brands out there. When you're going to the dentist, say, yeah, I'll pass on that fluoride treatment. And even if they give you shit, they will give you shit. I've actually found a holistic dental practitioner who she is a dental hygienist who cleans my teeth and she's amazing. And she does never say anything about my non-fluoride. So I'm, I'm grateful for her. And you can also set the intention to alleviate that calcification of your pineal gland. Like you would say, I intend to disperse the calcification of my pineal gland. I intend to be open and open conduit to listen to my intuition, right? And then it's like in those moments, then we can be open to all of these signs. If like you're feeling called to take a class that you never thought you could take. If you feel called to make a post that you never thought you could make. If you felt called to write a freaking book, you can do it. I feel so strongly that if I can freaking write a book that anyone can write a book and you could get your message out there and that your story and your experiences matter, right? They matter so much. And I have really been a testament to this. Like I have heard so many women, I can't even count how many women who have told me that my book and my story and my wisdom that I have written has helped them and has helped them connect to themselves in deeper aspect and aspects. And I really do believe, my sisters, that awakening is possible for us all. That, right, it's not only for the chosen ones, for the guru masters and those enlightened beings that whether you're on a yogic path or a path of growth or you have a spiritual practice, wherever you are in your personal self-help healing journey, my sisters, that you have the capability to wake up to your life. And something like yoga, just like the practice of getting on the mat, like a lot of people I was actually just reading this quote on my new teacher training and it was saying something about like that there's like a myth that yoga will make you a better person. And then it was like false, like a slash through that, that it was like, you will be a better person because of your practice. Because I really believe that it's like when we show up on our mats and we take time for self-care time to move our bodies, our minds, our spirits, our emotions into like a healthier space, then we show up better in our lives and we are better people. You just innately will become a better person, right? You will. I am a testament to that. Like I remember the reasons why I repelled yoga in the beginning. A, I wasn't flexible. B, yoga was for weaklings. C, yoga is a weird cultish like practice. D, I'm like, what was my D? I'm sure there was many weird things, just like other shit that I've heard people say. And I've kind of like, I've not kind of, I've definitely demyth that, that first of all, you don't have to be very flexible for yoga. You can be as inflexible as 
whatever. Like I struggle with flexibility in my hamstrings and my hips. And that could be a self-limiting belief. It also could be like a chakra blockage from my childhood. I had a really traumatic C-section with my daughter. And that means that could mean that I have a blockage in my energy center, my root chakra. So it makes it harder for me to do certain poses, right? And Instead of being afraid of that, instead of being afraid of stretching my body into poses that are uncomfortable, I welcome the discomfort. I welcome the awkwardness. I even, I teach that in my classes of just like embodying and embracing the weirdness. And I always, I do like to say, get weird with me. I think people are so afraid of being weird and different and odd, yet I allow myself permission to embody that and embrace that because I always felt like when I was a kid, I'd never really had a space. I didn't really fit in anywhere. I never fit into those shapes. (laughs) I always was like floating on the outside of the box. And then finally, I think I started taking steps away from the cutouts because I had to carve my own cutout, which didn't fit into any of those. And right, part of this practice and right, debunking that, what was the other one? What was it Um, that you have to be flexible, that it's for weaklings, that I used to think that I used to use exercise as a form of self-punishment, very sad but true, and that I felt like if I wasn't doing like a HIIT workout or like a boot camp class or a boxing class or um, what is it called? Why can't I think of it? I know what it's called. Dang it. A really intense workout and I, I just thought that it wasn't worth it and I thought that it was for weaklings, but... The more I have embraced yoga, the more I found like you can practice yoga in whatever mannerism you want. Like you can hit it hard. You can work yourself, like kick your ass. You can also make it like gentle and restorative. You can make it moderate. You can make it a meditative practice. It can be sitting and showing up on your math mat with just breath work and holding space for how shitty you're feeling that day, that the practice of yoga is expansive and it's not just limited to movement. And then I'm trying to think of what was my other debunk? Oh, that it was a weird religious cult practice that a lot of people said, oh my gosh, you're that's weird religion. Yoga to me, I, I'm sure that there are different practices that maybe it could be like that. But what I embody is that yoga is a practice of myself, of the self, of the heart, that yoga is a practice of exploring ourselves and getting to know ourselves and giving ourselves to authentically, vulnerably show up as we are, giving ourselves permission in our meditative practice, in our breath practice to be with all of the swirling emotions, to freaking sit with it. And I remember in my first 200-hour training, sitting there, the first meditation practice, it was downtown Fort Collins, like a busy street. You could smell like smoke wafting up. You could just hear people in cars like rolling by with like loud music banging, banging. And I was sitting there just like going crazy and then telling myself that I failed again. Like, you can't even do this, right, Shelly? You're failing again. And it's interesting because I was doing it right. Like that was my experience. And wherever you are in your practice, right? If like to me, yoga is the practice of being with the self, of accepting the self, of loving the self, of honoring, giving compassion, forgiveness. It's like, it's so much more than I ever thought. 
And I'm really looking forward to just being on this journey. And it's so cool because I have this platform here where I'm showing up and chatting with you. So I'm going to share all of my fun things with you. And I think it will be really good in helping keep me accountable and showing up to my classes because it is self-paced, right? And it would be rather easy to just take a week off or so, but I'm going to be showing up here and giving you all of the amazing things because I think that this training is just like that spark of inspiration that I need. It's like the calling. I'm answering the calling and I'm walking into it. So my beautiful sisters, I am going to give you a self-care practice like I have been doing. This is episode 11. Episode 11, we are here. Your self-care practice is to journal what it is that you want to grow for yourself this summer, right? Think of if you are here in America, it is spring time. If you are in a different country, what is our opposite of spring fall? And so if you are here in spring, you know, it's like the time of like growth and budding and blossoming. So I encourage you, if you know me, that you get a journal that you love, that you feel connected with, something that lights you up. Because right, when we feel something in our body, we are more able to manifest it, right? There's this whole like invisible realm working around us that we may or may not be aware of, like I've been listening over and over to the, in this paradigm shifting book that our manifesting work is not only happening in this physical world, it's happening in like in this invisible world and like all of this energy is like swirling and spiraling and whatever we're putting out, right, is working at manifesting. So let's work at what we want to grow in your journal. So that is your assignment this week is that you will self-care practice, not assignment, because this is something that we, it's good. This is great help for us. And so for me, I'm going to, I'm growing. I am taking my teacher training. I'm working on my book. I was giving myself the deadline to finish my book, but realistically, I'm going to give myself until December because that's more realistic (laughs) and that I want to go on camper trips with my kids. And also my other one is that I want to teach a weekly in-person yoga class to my community, which will like help me inspire and grow because my big, big, big dream is, is that even though it's funny, Bob Proctor says, don't share your big dreams with the world, but you know what world I'm putting it out to the universe is that I am going to have in my future, a healing center where I will be sharing weekly and weekend long retreats and yoga classes and meditations. And even I'm putting this vibe out there. I really want to do sound bath healing. And I'm going to get some of those crystal chakra bowls. I'm really excited about this too is that this teaching in person is just bringing me closer to my healing center. This getting my next teacher training is just bringing me closer to that. Because I always say it's like the certificate, the certificates and the diplomas don't matter. Like they don't matter, but they do help give us that confidence. Like I will be a certified yoga teacher 500 hours after this, because right now I'm just a certified yoga teacher 200 hour right now. But this it's just going to, it's going to boost me into the thing. So anyways, but what we're doing is our self-care practice is I want you to journal about what it is that you intend to grow for yourself. So what it is that you intend to grow for yourself is your first portion. And then 
right below that, kind of like tangible bullet points or stars or hearts, whatever resonates and vibes with you of how you can do that every week, because there are seven days a week, right? And I know that you have days off and I know that you get tired, but on those days off or early mornings or at night after your, your job or your kids or lifing or whatever it is, that what are the things that you can do to bring you closer to that, right? So if it's like writing a book, Well, when are you really going to write? Because you can say you're going to write, but you actually have to write. So maybe it's Tuesdays and Thursdays, or maybe it's just putting two to four days a week. I will show up for 15 minutes to write. And even if you just show up for 15 minutes and what, what, maybe you want to have a yoga practice. Maybe you want to start moving your body because you're not feeling healthy. How are you going to do that? So maybe like taking a weekend yoga class or a workout class, or maybe just going for a 10 minute walk at night or a 10 minute early walk. It's still brisk in the mornings, put on a jacket. What are the things that you can do? Maybe something that you want to grow is like a healthier relationship with your spouse because hello, if you haven't listened to the episode, I have shared my just having a really hard time and falling out of love with my husband and how to come back together, right? Coming back together is a hard part, but it takes like a willingness and a wantingness to actually do things to communicate. So how can you communicate better with your spouse? How can you actually make time? Like with kids, I know it's almost impossible to get a date night. We never do date nights, but we will show up after we put the kids to bed and hang out together at nighttime. Like we're taking time to do these things. So right, self-care practice, right? What you want to grow. And then realistically, like, what are you going to do to make these things actually come to fruition, to come true. And know my beautiful sisters that if you slip up, if you forget something like that's okay, you just have to start where you're at, start here, start now, but you have to make the list and you have to follow through because changing our lives is in our own hands. You can think the thoughts all that you want to think, you can think, 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 but you have to take action on things and know that you can take actions. Like I take so many actions every day and sometimes they are in the right direction and sometimes they're taking me 10 steps back. But the difference is between now and like 10 years ago is that I have intention and like I am like moving towards what it is that I want in my life. So I'm grateful for you. I love you. If you haven't already, pick yourself up a copy of Awaken You from Pain to Healing, A Woman's Way of Waking Up to Her Life on Amazon and just search Awaken You, Shelly Bond. It's really, really soon. It's going to be available on Audible. I can't wait for that. I'm listening right now and editing. We're on chapter eight now ah, out of 21. So it's coming soon. Please follow me on Facebook under Shelly Bond and Instagram, Awaken You, Shelly Bond. And please, if you haven't, head over and subscribe. Hit that notification bell on YouTube for Awaken You Healing Center with Shelly. And like I said, this channel used to be called Yoga Bliss with Shelly. And there is like over 300 yoga classes that are awesome that you can take at your own leisure and you can just deepen that practice, deepen, deepening, allowing yourself permission to understand yourself, to find yourself into a healthier body, a healthier mind and a healthier spirit. I love you, my sisters. And I just want you to remember that you are an incredible person just the way you are, that you are worthy of love, that you are worthy of success, that you are worthy of having the relationships and 
the dreams and you are worthy of anything that your heart desires. And it all has to start in you inside of your heart. It's an inner journey. So knowing my beautiful sisters that it's a practice, it's not a perfect, right? That showing up here today is the step that you take. You show up here. Maybe it's just putting a hand on your heart and inhaling a breath of love for yourself and exhaling and allow that love to fill up around you. And maybe giving yourself permission to smile, giving yourself permission to love yourself by monitoring, I love you. I love you. I love you. I will be back here hanging out with you next week. I truly love you, my sisters, from the bottom of my heart, spiraling around my soul. I send you so much love, so much light, and omnipresent energy to give yourself permission to heal on a deeper level today. I love you.